First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. And welcome back to your favorite weekly podcast, the Pod of the Everyman, the Two Beers Podcast. Jordan and Drew slinging it on the reel, doing the podcast with half our brain tied behind our back just to make it fair to all the other podcasts. Coming at you this week like a Tuesday prize fight. Drew, how you doing this week? Oh, baby. I'm already fucking half chub, baby. Let's go. Oh, I am. I'm excited. Um, it's electric in the air. Oh, it's this is we got to we got to do our, our preview now because by the time we record again, folding in away will be in the books. I'm excited. I'm I'm still like not totally opposed to a live 8 a.m. Uh, podcast, but that's me. That's me. I go um, the extra mile. All right, we'll discuss. We'll discuss. <laughs> um. We got Tori on the line here for some witcher, witcher for beer too. Tor, how are you doing? Okay. <laughs> why? Why just okay? Oh no, I'm just messing around. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing good. <laughs> doing good. Things are what not <laughs> what they seem. Things are not I'm, what they yeah, seem. Fine. Things are uh, not what they seem. Just a little. Just a little. You know, a little hectic here. This is actually. Um, we're going to be moving out of this place here, so this is going to be the last podcast I I, I recorded this abode. Uh, oh, jeez. With that, with that machine going in the background. Yeah, so enjoy the machine noises tonight. Uh, it's it's very lovely. I'm sure you guys are going to miss it. But, uh, yeah, so onward and upward, as they say. All right. Well, boys, let's do this. Assume positions for the world-famous two-brew salute. And a three. And a two. And a... All right. A bit more splashy than I thought. Hey. Tori, you lead us off. Uh, I'm clearing out the uh, the old fridge here. I've had a, uh, I think this is a zombie ice, uh, three Floyd's double IPA. Nice. I am also working on the fridge. Um, I have another one of these uh, Cindy's uh, Cindy's teas. What are these things called? Um, Cindy's hard mountain teas. Another one of those. Um, I, you... I I hate a hard mountain tease. <laughs> uh, no, you don't. Tor or Drew, what do you got? A double nickel weekend warrior. Nice. All right. Speaking of weekend warriors, Tor, you, uh, I you, am you... the warrior. I am the what? Stewie was in that commercial. Bang bang. Um. Tor, you uh, you sit back and relax for beer one, and get ready for for the Witcher. But Drew and I have some business to cover first. Primarily, some business. business. Primarily, the businessman. Actually, let's see that segue right there. The Keyshawn Davis. He's at. I think he's headlining, right? Norfolk's. Oh no, no. Oh. This, this is a. This is a Cambosis headline. It's Cambosis' uh, right. first. First actual fight under the top rank banner. And it's in Vegas. 
Uh, is that accurate? I I listened to a interview with Mannix and Cambosis, and I thought that's what they said. Well, I don't know. Are I'll you? Let, uh, I'll, I'll let it fly if it is. Um, it's in. Are you, are you excited uh, yeah, for Keyshawn? It's in. It's in Shawnee, Oklahoma, my man. That's what I said. <laughs> I am, dude. Uh, I listen. I mean, I I love this kid. Uh, we've we've been high on him since uh, right before the Olympics started. I think he is. Obviously, he's like I I, I don't even put the prospect label on him. Um, I think he's the real deal. Like he's already he's not even at ten pro fights, and he's already going like ten round like eight ten round fights with guys. Like we don't. You know, that's guys at this guys that are, you know, moving along slowly are prospects. Prospects are still fighting like four or five round fights at this point. Um, yeah. You know, like that, if you, again, you can, like, I think Haney's first 15 fights were all like four or six round fights. And like, speaking, Keyshawn, speaking of Keyshawn, by the way, I guess I should have started with this. Did you watch The Ghosts last weekend? I did. Uh, I guess because they're, they're kind of linked at the hip at this point in their careers, huh? Uh yeah, very much so. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry to cut you off on Keyshawn, but uh, no, what did what, what, you think about Frank Martin? I thought Martin won. I had him, I had him eking it out because he got the. I, I had him, I had him by. I forget, I forget the scorecard I had, but I had him winning by one point because he got the ten eight round in the uh, in the twelfth. Yeah. I wanted um, to see that fight. Who won? Frank Martin. Get, Frank Martin. He did win. Yeah, but it was he was supposed he to, was supposed this, to whitewash the guy, and it was a very competitive yeah, fight. And like huh. he. He won the last three rounds, and he needed to win. He like he needed to win all three. I, I don't. I didn't. I forget the judges' scorecards. I think there was. I think there were a couple were a little too wide. Um, but yeah, like on on if it wasn't if it wasn't a a, a house show, uh, a PBC house show, then he needed every one of those last three. And he got a the guy he was fighting took a knee, um, in the twelfth because he just he he knew he was going to go down, so he took the knee because so he could get his breath, thinking he was ahead. Huh. Yeah. Um, and I'm not gonna get like I'm not I'm not freaking out about people like everyone else like you know we we saw the same thing with Shakur against uh, Nakatilia. You know, was supposed to whitewash the guy. You know, looked at aver- didn't look average, but you know, you know mm, wasn't not not the same though. No one was questioning if Shakur. I I, I understand. Won. Yeah, I, I I get it. I'm just I'm just saying. There's there's fight like there are certain fights where guys just don't look spectacular, and then they come out and they look awesome in their next fight. So I'm not writing off Frank Martin. I didn't have Frank Martin ahead of most of these guys anyway. Um, so like I still want to see him and Tank next. If like Tank's just gonna fight PP- a PPC guy, like I just want to see him fight like fight Frank Martin. I- I'd rather that than Victor Cruz too, or just any other like low level guy. Um, but yeah, Keyshawn and him are like there's a lot of going back and forth. I- I'd love to see that fight. I mean, I think Keyshawn ices him uh, if they went 12 rounds. Well, I, I I wasn't sure until this past weekend. Then I'm like, yeah, I think Keyshawn, I think Keyshawn got him. Yeah, like what's uh, what uh, like Keyshawn? And we say we've said. I mean, we're just like a broken record with this guy. Um, he just he fights with that aggression that Terrence Crawford does, and it's not a surprise because they fight in the same the same camp. Um, you know, he gets hit a little bit because he's he he gets the business of boxing. You have to be you, you don't just have to win. You have to be an exciting fighter to sell, and he is on the on the gas, aggressive. He will gladly take two to land four. Um, it's not even. It's not even take one to land two. He's gonna take two and get four, like off. And um, 
works the body. Like, it's just, I don't know. There's just, not, I just love this kid. I think he, again, no, he's not, he's, he's not perfect, but, um, you know, I, I think I, what I'd love, I would love pointing up. Here's what I would love to see. And I think it's actually pretty interesting because the next two lower, lower level top rank cards, in my opinion, I'll call them, I think set up perfect next segues. You have Cambosis and Keyshawn on this card. I'd say if they both win, match up Keyshawn and Cambosis. I think that's an excellent fight. Cambosis might not do that because, you know, I think he's going to want to try to get a big payday with somebody. But to me, that's a that is a perfect opponent to see how real is Keyshawn. That's a former... I like that. It's a former undisputed uniform, whatever you want to call him. Um, he beat T.O., whether T.O. was it was T.O.'s worst night or whatever. He still beat him. Um, throw key. I don't I don't need to see Shakur versus fucking Cambosis. Like, Shakur is going to kill him. Yeah, um, yeah. Put Keyshot in there against him. And then and then uh, Jared Anderson's fight in, in the end of August against the guy who was supposed to fight last round. A Jeff A. is on the undercard. If those guys win, then you put Jared Anderson versus Jeff A. I think it's, a, it's an excellent top rank has an excellent opportunity to showcase these showcase some guys and then pair them up in their next fights. Maybe Heisman and actually it probably aligns for Heisman if you want to keep him out of the ring a little bit. Like you could put both those both of those fights on Heisman night, which would just be awesome. electric. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like Keyshawn and Kimbosis. Um, I, I I like I like you lining up the heavyweights to help out the uh, the card for Heisman night. Um, those are good step ups for both of those guys. Yeah, really yeah, good step ups. Keyshawn is um, fighting Francesco Patera, and he's minus ten thousand. What's his record? Do you have his record? Patera. Yeah. No, because all of a sudden my friggin' box rack like stopped working right now. So got, gotta love that. Yeah. Um, but no, I I, I don't. Yeah, the other the other guy on the card, uh, Giovanni. I can never pronounce his last name. He's a he's a, a knockout king. Um, he's an exciting young fighter. Santillan, Santillan. Yeah, he's 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 been pretty electric as of late. So, um, yeah, it's a good card. Good card. Were you, where's the guy you're asking about? Your that your box rec crapped out on Jordan. Francesco Patera. I would you, I would probably just search Keyshawn Davis. <laughs> what, 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 what do you What do you want to know about him? What's his record? Record. Uh, hold on, I just had it. Uh, where'd it go? Uh, yeah, what do you see me. on? What do you see on? I'm on. I'm on boxer. Oh wait, twenty eight and three, ten Look KOs. At, so so thirty. So thirty. Yeah, thirty one fight, and that's what I'm saying. Like Keyshawn's Five people that are like, half. oh, Keyshawn, what a step up. Blah, blah, blah. Like he he's fighting a guy with thirty one, like thirty one fights. Like, are are we being serious? In, in like yeah. his like tenth fight, or not even. Fight, I think it, is this is this what's uh, Tori? What's Keyshawn's record? I think this is his eighth fight. Maybe his ninth. Hold on, I, eight and zero, eight and zero. Yeah, so this is his ninth fight. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, love this guy, love this guy. Yeah, and you know what actually would be awesome? So if if Haney vacates, which it seems like he will do, and he's going to fight Progray next, it's even better because then you have you'll have four vacant titles, and you can have Keyshawn and Cambosis fight for one of the vacant titles. Wow, boom! Well, got him a matchmaker, matchmaker, yeah, matchmaker. I don't know about that though. Match. Like why would why would Cambosis and Keyshawn leapfrog Loma for? Uh, I think well, I mean it's there's four because there's four different like they're the each each boxing organization is gonna have their own rankings. I think Cambosis. Yeah, all is, those guys are in top rank with Loma. Why does that matter? Why does that matter? You just said each 
what what did you just say? Like each 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 t- the titles are going to be vacant, so there's going to be four. Like each commission's going to have their own commission. rankings. I thought, I thought you said each. Oh uh, no 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 company. no no no. I'm saying it would be like it would yeah. So you could I think Cambosis is pretty high up on the IBF, so like Cambosis Keyshawn would be a very easy like they that could get mandated for one well, of the. It's funny you brought up Cambosis Keyshawn because Cambosis also fights this weekend. He fights Maxi Hughes. Cambosis is a minus 340, Maxi Hughes plus 260. So a favorite, but not a steep favorite. Um, I I was – you kind of preempted a little bit of my thunder. I, I was going to say um, as as like a heat check of like where Loma is, like a Cambosis-Loma fight might be actually Yeah, wouldn't good. be terrible. That wouldn't be terrible. Just to and see, they could like, do it at all. Oh, yeah, well, and Cambosis has been uh, – he actually was uh, asking for that. And he's like, ah, oh, do a big fight in Australia with Lomachenko. Like, Cambosis, is, he's, just, he's just trying to get big paydays at this point. I think he, I think he knows where his, uh, kind of where his ceiling is at 135 with the top, the best of the best. So, um, I mean, Loma whitewashes him, right? <laughs> you would think. I, I, I would think. Um, I would think, but I mean, again, it's kind of like every every fight for Loma here on out is a question of where he is because eventually the age is going to show. Yeah, and we, I mean, we thought that maybe the age was starting to show, but then he goes in and has a virtuoso performance against Haney, who Haney takes the narrow victory fine. A lot of people disagreed, yeah. but I mean Loma he's looked was, he, he's he's looked he's he was he, on he, top of his game for, yeah, for, he's, for Haney. He's looked so. sharp he's looked sharp in three of his last four fights. And the one fight that he didn't, he came off of a, a one year layoff while the while Ukraine was at war and he was barely training, like before he got ramped up, so yeah, I I have no doubt that Loma whitewashes Cambosis. Shakur, I don't think he has a chance. But um, yeah, any anybody else at one thirty-five? I mean, I, man, him and Keyshawn would be awesome. Whew. Who, be Loma awesome. or, or Cambosis? Loma and Keyshawn would be awesome. Jeez. So I would I would throw up on myself. <laughs> oh yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good tweet. Um, all right. So that's. That's uh, this upcoming weekend. What other other fights were last weekend? Bumgarner won in a, clo- a close bout, but she ended up winning. Um, was it close? Didn't she? The scores the scores were wide, but the scores were wrong. It was it was a close fight. Okay. Um, I did not. I was not able to watch her fight. And that Andy Cruz had his pro debut. I wasn't able to watch that either. Yeah, and and uh, oh, um, that's what I want to say. Donaire got pushed back to the uh, to the. Uh, uh, Crawford that, Spence card. Nice, nice. That yeah, needed, so uh... They they didn't. Yeah, they actually didn't fight. It got pushed back to Crawford Spence. All right, cool. Yeah, I I just I the only undercard fight I care about on that is is uh, Isaac Cruz. I just hope he gets fucking beat. Um, punk. but all right. So let's move to the big card that is hey, hey, Tuesday morning. Hey, hey. Firstly, before we get to to. Fulton anyway. You know your boy's on that card, right? Uh yeah. Robezi. Your boy. Robezi Ramirez. Let's go, baby. Oh man, your your uh, boyfriend. I love this dude. Oh man, I love him. I uh yeah, I forget who he's fighting, but he's gonna whitewash him, so uh I just I just need uh I just need him and Navarate. That's what I need in my life. 
So well, it's not gonna. Na- it, Navarrete versus Valdez is coming August twelfth. Yeah, I know, I know. Oh, we're and, getting and, so many good fights. It's just. I know. It's just one after another. <sighs> oh my yeah. god. Well, maybe maybe after Navarrete loses to Valdez, he'll move back down to one twenty six, so we can get Robesi. That would be um, nice. Uh, is fighting Satoshi Shimizu. Robesi is minus four thousand. Yeah, that's yeah. He's gonna. I just, I just let's just see a sensational knockout. Like, let's roll. Let's ride. Let's ride. Um, which leads us to the fight of all fights, the fight I, of the century until Saturday. I feel the fight of the con- of of the country of Japan. The monster, the wannabe Witcher. Fulton in a way. I feel I feel personally responsible for this fight happening because we talked, talked, I, spoken into existence. I think what I think it's when we did our two year anniversary show with uh, with the Gof, and we were we talking about fantasy we, fights. We were talking about the fights we want to see, and everyone was like, "Ah, Spence Crawford, this, this." I'm like, you know what I want? I want fucking in a way Fulton. That's what I want. I didn't think it would happen because I didn't think their timelines would ever. I didn't think their timelines would be the same because I figured by the time Inouye would move up, Fulton would be at 126. Um, but man, this I just was like, man, like Inouye just he needs to be challenged by just a skilled boxer. Like that's that's the only kind of person that's gonna that's gonna beat him. And to me, it was like Steve. I'm like, ah, man, Stephen Fulton is like perfect. He's got long. He's got like wonky long arms, crisp. I, I just ah, I just I want to see it. I need to see it. So and he's a Philly guy, so like you know, like he's got some he's got some publicity around here. They did a nice like channel channel three news story about him this week, which was pretty cool. Um, oh, channel three, oh. yeah, man, and we got it, and we and we got we got what we asked for. Um, and even more important, like this is like this is this is big time for these guys because like they're fight both fighting in their prime. In a way, wins all four belts at one eighteen. Um, what nine months ago, maybe. Maybe it was not. Maybe it was less than that. Very first fight you once. Box wreck crapped out. What's that? I, said, I don't know because my freaking box wreck crapped out. That's fine. That's fine. Um, and very first fight at the new weight class. I want Stephen Fulton, the two, the unif- unified champion. I want Fulton. Like no feel out, no feel out fight for the weight. Nothing. I want Stephen Fulton. It's like oh shit. And then Fulton, the plan for Fulton was to. Because whoever I forget the guy that's got the other two belts um, at 122, but like he's been dodging Fulton to try to to try to unify it for undisputed. So the plan was to have him fight Figueroa in a second fight, but have him fight at 126. And then Fulton was like, "Nah, man, that's fine. That's no, no go. If Inouye wants it, I'm going back there. I'm I'm staying at 122 and I'm fighting Inouye." And told PBC whoever it was PBC to make it happen. And because and it's it's under top like the fight's happening with top rank. Uh, and it's happening. So, like, this is just more proof that if fighters want fights to happen these days, like the sides of the street and like the promote, like that's all just that's all just uh, that's all. Well, I'll, I'll use the cool thing. That's all just cap. It's all cap. Like if the fighters oh, want fights, look the, at you. you see oh, what I did there? Cap. Yeah, baby, let's oh. go. All cap. Who is this seventeen-year-old on this podcast? Let's go, man. Hey. Uh, don't don't be sus like that. Cu- couple. Th- oh, God, I just I just fell over. Woo. I'm falling and I can't get. But up. I can't like I can't I can't praise these guys enough. Like this is this is like two warriors ready to roll. So a couple a couple things to set the stage. Firstly, this fight was scheduled for what March? May maybe. 
Yeah, and and then due to injury had to be pushed back, right? Yes, correct. The injury was a uh, Fulton hand injury. Uh, in a way, it was hurt. In a way, it was oh okay. I can't. Okay. I don't. I don't remember what the injury was. Um, and then wasn't this fight supposed to be in Inouye's hometown? Um, I don't. I don't. I don't think anything was ever official. Okay, I I know at one time we talked about his hometown and how the arena only held like fifty thousand people or something, but I think it's in Tokyo now. But actually, don't quote me on that. I, we just run a, a boxing podcast. I, 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 it's not like I should actually know. Um, do you know? Do you know where it is? I do Jordan? not. I do not. It's BS. You got to come prepared. <laughs> um, I mean, I would. Would I be able to? I no. I don't. I no. I have no idea where it is. Um, it's in I, Japan. I, that's all I know. Got, yeah, I gotta have our. And then yeah, I think what last podcast or the podcast before? Didn't I accidentally say Korean? You you did, and or that's what something like that. And I was just like, "What? Are we, oh, it's in uh, Tokyo." The so it is Tokyo. Okay. Yeah, the our, the Araki Arena. I don't I don't know what that is. Ariaki. Ariaki Arena. Come on. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Sorry, I'm a little rusty on my Japan. Japanese. Japanese. God. Yeah, well, no, my oh anyway, I was gonna say my Japan my Japan geography, but then I just like I stopped. Um, all right. <laughs> words are hard. Fight, 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 fight. Drew, all right, give us the uh, that. Be- all that being said, like you said, Drew, it's it's kind of interesting because on one hand, in a way, is moving up, like like you said. Yep. And so he's taking the challenge. On the other hand, Fulton is going into Japan on on the other guy's home home turf, even though he's the champion. Yeah, and and that's that's a money move, and also just yeah. a great a great challenge. So yeah. it's the most money, the biggest challenge. And there's no, and just for reference, and there will be no American or Japanese judges. Got it. Um. All right, you got the tail of the tape. Oh, I got the tail of the tape, my friend. All right, let's start with the champion, the unified super bantamweight champion of the world, Stephen Coolboy Steph Fulton. Hailing from the greatest city in the world, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, he stands at five foot six and a half inches, seventy and a half inch reach, which is pretty pretty tremendous. Um, he is bah, 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 an orthodox fighter. He is twenty one and zero with eight knockouts. His opponent, Nanyo Inaway, the monster. 24-0 with 21 knockouts. In a way, it's 5'5", 67 and a half inch reach. So, giving up about 2.5 inches on the reach, about a, about an inch on the on the height. 30 years old, which is crazy. Like, how, how, you know. Wait, who's giving up on the reach? Uh, he's given up about 3 inches, 2.5 inches on the reach, in a way. Fulton has a longer reach. Yeah, 70 inches. Oh, Okay. Yeah, he's got he's got those 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 uh those gangly arms, my man. Um and he is also an orthodox fighter. Uh two very very different knockout percentages obviously in a way 20 21 of 24 uh versus uh Fulton 8 out of 21. Okay. The tail of the tape. Brought to you by the Two Bears podcast. <laughs> um Surpri- I was surprised how close they were in age. Uh in a way he's 30 and Fulton's 29. Yeah, like these guys. Yeah, a lot of these guys are going. They just the, the, 
the records records are so small nowadays because these guys fight like once twice a year so like i think fulton and i think fulton's last fight was what 14 months ago like he's been off for a little while right who fulton fulton fought fulton last fought june 4th 2022 so fulton, I, I guess yeah, in my mind fulton was younger is what I'm yeah so fault yeah fulton hasn't fought it'll be over a year i mean yeah it'll be a year and i don't know two months basically since he's been in the ring so 14 months and then in a way fought uh butler in december so seven months for for in a way um let me start with fulton i really love stephen fulton i'm a big fan jay i know you're not as high uh i guy's got really good work on the inside i thought that his fight with figueroa even though it's it i always find it impossible to to score like 118 through through 126 is like really tough because these guys just throw so many punches and they don't ever seem to do a ton of damage because there's just not a lot of power there um but he does he does do really good work on the inside goes to the body um you know fills that basement up with water i really like he's got a really nice crisp right hand and he uses it really well so he'll use his he'll he'll use his left hand as almost like a rangefinder, similar to like an usik but the diff one of the differences is like he'll actually throw it a little bit so it kind of gets it to your opponent his opponent like off off balance because they're kind of they're most of the time he's just using it to, to to determine range but then he'll throw it and make a little contact and as the guy's like trying to react he just comes in with that crisp right man and just does some uh does does some damage there the, yeah. the right hand is quick for sure very quick. very very quick um he's got really tight combinations just he like can... Kofi on prom night oh sorry i was oh, for that part. there we go there we go. We've been slacking on those lately, so let's 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 make sure we get as many of those as possible here. Um, but yeah, got really really quick combinations, um, tight, and he gets them off in like he gets them off on the inside really well, which is I guess it's kind of weird because he's got longer arms, so like you wouldn't think he can do it. But like again, I rewatched the Figueroa fight and just just watching some of his his combinations, I'm like, how's he even throwing that? All? How, how's he even throwing those? How, how um, you doing that? How you doing that there? Yeah, Stewie? pretty pretty wild and and i think he really has his most underrated punch which is just my favorite punch in all of boxing i, I think he's got a really nice uppercut um again later these lighter weight guys with the exception of the guy we're going to talk about next you know they they're more volume than they are power but man i i Fult, fulton can really do some damage over um the course of a tw- <laughs> the 12 round fight um he's slick quick and like i said he can move off uh he can fight off of his back foot as well um we'll talk i'll we'll, we'll i'll you can, why don't you talk about about in a way jo and then i'll kind of talk about some strategy here sure in a way um you know he's just ex- one of the if one of the if not the most explosive fighters in the game right now um uses both hands with power with combinations um we haven't we haven't seen him it is very good positional footwork. We haven't seen him need to use a lot of lateral movement in terms of like defensive moving away. Like, I, and he might need to do a little bit more of that in this fight. Um, but typically, when someone comes towards him, he's he's a counter puncher and just kind of sets up his offense anyway. So he he'll he'll. He's very good positionally with his feet. He doesn't really have to escape though a lot. Um, a little bit in the in the uh, first Don Air fight um, had to do a little bit of that. Um, but 
what else do you want me to say from in, for, for Inouye? Because I, I I was also watching some some tape that, uh, that some something I saw on Fulton that I think is going to play a big factor. Um, no, that's all you can say. I mean, my 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 key here for for Fulton that I I think will be critical is, and well, I guess I mean maybe he he needs to. I think one weakness that he has um, against upper upper echelon fighters is I feel like he does sometimes get himself trapped in the corner and on the ropes. And, you know, against against Figueroa, it he, he got he got he got buzzed a couple times. But I, I feel like he was I feel like Figueroa was just throwing and maybe it was the height difference because Figueroa's a big tall guy for one twenty yeah. for one twenty two. Um so he didn't land a bunch and the the you know when you're going Who in there didn't with land a bunch. What's that? Who didn't land? I, I didn't think Figueroa. I, I shouldn't say Figueroa didn't land a bunch, but when Figueroa had him trapped in the corner and on the ropes, he didn't make him pay. Like, he didn't really make Fulton pay, and he really he had opportunities to do it. I thought Fulton like slipped enough, and I, I just I thought Fulton like I thought. I, Fig- I think this is what started my distaste for Fulton, which wasn't his fault, but I think it was the Figueroa fight. And I I actually I went back and looked up the the box. Uh, I'm sorry, the Compu box. Um, a lot of punches. Fig- Figueroa outlanded Fulton 314 to 269. And and here's here's Figueroa Fulton uh connects throughout throughout that uh fight. Uh 10 to 11 uh Fulton had 11. 24 18 Figueroa, 21 25 Fulton, 27 25 Figueroa, 2020 in the 5th, 36 34 Figueroa to Fulton, so pretty even so yeah. far through six. Twenty to twenty-two Fulton through seven, so again pretty, still pretty even. Yeah. And then, and then in in this is where I thought the fight swung, but didn't work this way. Figueroa thirty-three to twenty in the eighth. Figueroa thirty-three twenty-eight in the ninth. Figueroa thirty-nine thirty in the tenth. Figueroa eighteen twelve in the eleventh, and Figueroa thirty-three twenty-four in the twelfth. Yeah, and I had we we actually I think I had Figueroa narrowly. I think I had Figueroa one fifteen one thirteen on my scorecard, and it, it was it ended up being a majority decision. It was one two, and it, what a, what a shock, Dave uh, Dave Moretti uh, with a one sixteen one twelve uh, <laughs> going that way. Um, and then it one, one Fulton one, landed forty five percent, and I uh, know oh, wait, I'm sorry, Fulton landed thirty six percent, and Figueroa landed thirty one percent. Uh, Fulton landed forty five percent of his power shots, so maybe that was the that was the yeah. key. Yeah, Ful- yeah, Ful- and it, uh, it was a lot of the body work. I, I guess that you know the judges. Oh, as well. damn it! I looked at the wrong thing. Hold on, sorry. I'm looking at round twelve. <laughs> damn it! Hold on. Nah, it's all right. Thirty seven percent to twenty nine percent was the total. Fulton landed more, and then power was forty four to thirty four. Yeah. Oh, that that, that sways my whole uh, thought process on the fight. I'm glad you fixed that. <laughs> anyway, um, um, so I, wh- one thing I noticed, Drew, and I noticed it in in Fulton's previous two fights, um, and and our boy Tim Bradley says this a lot uh, on on a lot of fighters. It's Fulton. He tends to pull straight back. The, yeah. Okay. Like Jared and, Anderson. Yes. Yeah. And he, 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 he's, I say it all the time, you know, Tim Bradley and it's Fulton tends to pull straight back and it was very noticeable, uh, in the last couple fights. And he 
you get away with it with the, some of those other guys. But with Inouye, and, and the other thing I noticed too, Fulton's left. He he keeps tucked a lot because he uses it as like a fast reflex. But that's setting up for Inouye's right, particularly the, the body shot. I that concerns me for for Fulton is is him pulling straight back and the, his left side both his his body and, and the head just right being right there for Fulton's right. Yeah. Now may, maybe I, I would suspect because um, Fulton's pretty pretty smart. Did I say for Inouye's right? I meant to say for Inouye's right. But uh, Fulton's pretty smart, so I would suspect that he's going to do a lot of movement to his right away from Inouye's left and basically make in make Inouye do something with his left. I guess just guard against, like, the, the, the check hook because that's – Inouye's left check hook is awesome. But if you can kind of neutralize the right and just prepare for that, maybe you can uh, – Fulton's straight. Straight right is is really good. Yeah, um, it's it, it it can get he has a lot of success splitting the guard, and I don't know how he does it exactly. Like, I think it's just, I, I think I don't it's know just, how he sets it up. He, yeah, he's got he's setting it up somehow. But yeah, he, and he's got the freak. He, he's just got a he's got an unusual long reach for which most yeah. most of the best boxers have. Just like they're you know are guys whose reach just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I see this. Like, if those guys can have success, it would be I'd say Fulton needs to stay away from Inouye's right hand, and and because I think his left side is going to be vulnerable, and then he's got to kind of try and split that guard, and you know, to the head and to and to the body, and then set up his like you said, kind of get to the inside and set up his combos from there, and somehow when he's throwing combos, not catch too many of what in a ways bring him back yeah and i think uh, um one i'll be again wait we, we don't know you know it, i mean it's four pounds but i mean four pounds could be a big deal at those um, weight class weight classes i mean four pounds is a big deal yeah so i'll, I'll be curious to see does does uh in a ways power translate well that and is fulton does do, do fulton's punches have enough zip on them to keep in a way, honest. Because if they don't, in a way, that, it's just he's just going to keep coming forward. That's another question I had too. And 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 even with, and I'm glad you phrased it that way because with pull, with Fulton pulling straight back, if his punches don't have enough zip on them, yeah, in a way, it's just going to come forward, eat whatever Fulton throws first, and when Fulton goes straight back, that right hand is going to be right there. Yeah. Yeah, so that to me, and I think Ful- and Fulton needs to if if the he he needs to let the uh, the the referee um dictate clenches like and if he's if he's on the inside and clenches he needs to kind of like what we were saying with like how Lo- like Loma needs to punch out of those and not just not just accept them like when Fulton's in those cl- and in clenches if the if the ref's gonna let them box out of it that's gonna be key to me because I think his I think his inside work. Is is much better than Inouye's, so I think that's where he can do he can do some damage to Inouye, um, go into the body and trying to wear him down a little bit. Yeah, and and will he be able to as, as the bigger guy? Will he be able to impose himself a little bit? Like, yeah, in terms of dictating the distance, dictating the pace, 
yeah di- dictating the clenches um that's that's all to be seen so i i could see this turning into a, an, an a classic i think it's going to start slow for whatever reason but i wouldn't be surprised if we end up, if we ended up with a rematch here quite frankly I, i'd be i don't yeah i'd be i wonder i don't i don't know if there is a uh I don't know if there's a rematch clause, but because I I think Fulton's ready to move up after this, but at the same time, yeah, like, I don't I don't I don't think that's I don't think I don't think he is though. I I don't think this is like I, he wasn't he wasn't moving up to 126 because of the weight. They just didn't have a fight for him, so it was like all right, well like let's just do Figueroa too, but Figueroa was too big, so he had to move up basically. Yeah, and I think I think he would stay around the weight for in a way fight though is what yeah. I was getting at. Um. So I I would uh, I I think this is chapter one what what, what we're about to see I, I I think it's inevitable we get a chapter two I love question. it I love it yes question would you say that this is definitively both of these guys hardest fight um mm. Fulton absolutely Fulton, yes you know the first on air fight the first on air fight yeah it was one I'm questioning may. Uh, I'd say this. I'd say this is in a way. So you're saying that in a way has more tough experience than Fulton. No, because the Figueroa fight was big. Slightly. Yeah, I it just I think that I don't know. Who do you see? I can't. I can't really remember the first on air fight. Like the like what the. I what rewatched the, parts of it. Well, I still remember what the consensus was going into it. Like was was everybody expecting in a way. To just kind of walk, that. yeah, to walk away with it, but then Donaire just got shots on him. I, I'd say, I'd say it's probably, it probably is the biggest challenge for both of these guys, especially when you yeah, consider so. when you consider that Inouye is now moving up to his third weight class, um, and this is his first fight in the weight class, and he's fighting yeah. the top guy, the, the world it. champion. Yeah, so and, I, 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 I yeah. there's not many fights Inouye's been in, and it may, it may have actually be zero fights that he's been in where the other guy's this much bigger than him. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he's five five, and and which is like small, and Fulton's five seven, which is not large, but it's more of a normal yeah. human size. <laughs> and I'll have and I'll have the three the three inch reach on him too. So, yeah. Uh, what are the odds? What are, let's go to the odds. There's a prom night joke in there. <laughs> let's go to the odds. To the odds, and um. Oh, not Isaac Lowe. Come on, don't jump around on me. I think it was plus 230 last I checked. It is Stephen Fulton, plus 250. So he's so... so in, in a way, minus 340. So that's that's moved, because it was, it was low 200s when I asked you last. Yeah. Yeah. Total rounds. Uh, ten and a half. Over is minus 130, under is minus 105. So it could see it going either way, the betters. Yeah. Fulton by decision, plus 400. Fulton by stoppage, plus 900. Draw, plus 1600. Usually those are plus 1800. So slightly more more likely there's a draw. In a a way, by decision, plus 220. In a way, by stoppage, plus 100. Ooh. I likey. I likey. They they think that he's one-to-one odds to, to, not, to knock him out. Wow. Drew? J.O. 
Who wins? In a way. How? Late stoppage. Late stoppage. Yeah. Interesting. Tenth. Tenth. So you're taking the under. Yeah, I yeah. Okay. How about you? Cool boy Steph Fulton is going to go in to the, into the lion's den. I was going to say into the monster's lair, and he's going to slay the beast. I think that Fulton is going to win a very close split decision fight. Split decision, okay. Um, I do think that one of them, I do think there will be one knockdown in this fight, and I'm kind of leaning that. Fulton knocks down in a way. No, really. I I don't know what it is. The biggest the biggest thing that has me picking Fulton, and I think this is true. Whenever you have these pound for pound guys that have this this aura about them, I don't like Fulton is not scared of him. Like he 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 could have easily not fought this guy and not made it seem like a duck or anything, and he came back down against what his promoters wanted him to do to go fight him in his home country. And I think that like that take, that's part of, that's part of the advantage of in in all his fights. This guy's already like a lot of them go into the, the ring thinking like they're, they're they've lost. Um, so I really, I, I, I really think that's a big edge for, for cool boy. If, if in knocked him out in the sixth round, I wouldn't be shocked, but um, yeah, I think Fulton's going to win a split decision. I um. What's the? Did we? Did you say the odds for a draw? Because that might be a decent play. I did. It's it's plus sixteen hundred. Norm normally they're plus eighteen hundred. That's a decent. That's a decent play. Um, I. Uh, my loyalties are a little bit torn here. Fulton, after that Figueroa fight, he he won me over on his next fight. Um. But in a way, I, I've always just been enamored with. Um. Yeah. It was, I think, what, was it the pandemic, his first fight in the U.S.? Yep. Or in the bubble? Uh, yeah, I think his only fight in the U.S. Yeah, he fought, yeah. Uh, he fought Maloney. Maloney, Oof. yeah, and, and that's what was, that was... Devastating knockout. That was the first time we saw him, I think. It was, what, so I guess three years ago? Yeah. Yep. Um, um, so I, I, I'm enamored with, with, with uh, the monster, in a way. Yeah. But at the same time, it's so cool that, like... We have an American fighter who's willing, even though he has the belts, he's willing to accept the challenge and go into the other guy's home court. So I'm like, I, I want to root for my countrymen as well, and I'm just like, God, I'm I'm so torn. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like I like I like both guys. So it's like I'm not <clears throat> I'm not going to be disappointed either way. Like whoever comes out on top. Um, problem is, I will be disappointed either way because I like them both. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, it just I I just all all I'm hoping for is a good uh. A good fight. And again, I'm I'm just uh yeah. I'd say if I had to pick who I'm rooting for, I'm I lean a little bit towards Fulton just because he's from Philly. Yeah, I, I get that. I I so. would probably lean if it was me. I'd probably be leaning more than you towards Fulton. Yeah, I, that, and the only yeah, I mean, uh, you know, people like I I just uh, 
if Inoue loses, like, the, you know, the hype job, like, the, the, the trolls that have all their accounts will be out, like, oh, we told you he's never fought anybody. Told he's a hype you he's another top rank hype job. And it'd be like, okay, cool, sure. <laughs> uh, but then there's some people, some people would be like, Fulton needs to be on the pound for pound list. He beat Inoue. It's like, well, I thought he was a hype job and no good, so I should be on the pound for pound list. I mean, he's on my, he's, he's on my pound for pound list, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, oh, you say? I did, did want to bring this up, too, and I was reminded of it re-watching um, the uh, Inaway Donair 2. Um, like, are we going to get another one of these just bizarre, like, Japanese crowds where they're, it's just silent, and then they, like, wait for something to happen and then go, oh, like it's a baseball game? Isn't that, what ha- isn't that, isn't that just, like, a thing? Yeah, that's what I'm, I know, but like yeah. a fight of this magnitude is is gonna have such hype. It's gonna be very disappointing if you're just watching it in silence, and then and then like <laughs> there's a hit, and it's like, oh my god! Like, come on, I I want to feel the electricity. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Not not have it be like baseball game. I just silence. I hope I, I hope we get some uh, electric uh, ring walks. Yeah, I mean, I want it all. Yeah. Was the the Don Air two was where when he got the the guy that guy that dude did the electric guitar for him right yeah yeah um and what what's the time uh ring fire me woo oh my god I remember my first podcast um ring walks I think per uh per Coppinger um ring walks for the main event are expected at eight a.m. eight a.m. yeah so. It's a little. Well, uh, normally, they're like four or five or six. Well, yeah. Usually, the main event starts around like six fifteen. But yeah, I think they're push. I think they're pushing it back a little bit so that people like. I really am gonna have to work from home that that morning. I mean, you should. You should be working from home every day anyway. What do you need to go in an office for? I I go in the office because I'm busy. But I, damn it, I I'm working from home. That I was hoping that like the fight would end by eight o'clock and I so can get into the office in. by like mid morning. Yeah. But it's not gonna finish until like 10 which means i gotta go in like lunch gotcha gotcha oh well i just put fun. i just put in a uh a parlay you ready for this well what do you got terrence crawford win in round 11 and in a way win in round nine i'm surprised they even five, let you do five dollars wins 1950 nice Nineteen, nineteen hundred or nineteen hundred and fifty. Oh, okay. I'm like, wait, what? Nineteen dollars? I'm like, that's yeah. Usually, usually, like, usually, like boxing uh, betting is like finicky, and they they wouldn't let you do shit like that. But that's 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 good. Yeah, I, uh, it let me do it. So I was like, uh, don't don't don't, don't listen to Sherbert. Don't, don't listen to next week's uh, preview then. T T T Bone. You do whatever you gotta do. <laughs> Look, I, if if uh, my track record says anything, it says bet against me. Okay. Sweet, sweet sauce. All right. Well, I'm excited. Big week oh, in boxing. Oh, can't wait. Good it's Lord. on my. It's on my. It's a morning of my anniversary too. So 2021 was was awesome. 2022 was a little bit of a downer. 2023 might end up being a bigger year than 2021. This 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 might be the best boxing year in the last 20 20 since 20 something years. I don't even know when. Like it's we we're just getting so many good fights. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. insane. Yeah, 
Like Loma, the that Loma Haney fight feels like forever ago. I know. Tank Ryan. Jesus, yeah. Like, I mean, even oh Plant Bet- even Plant Benavides, which is not on the level of some of these, is still a really it's, it's a really, really good, good fight. fight. Yeah, it is a really good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, even that's like a really a really good fight. So. And then wasn't there um, was it Wood Conlon or who did we get in? Um, we got Wood um Wood Laura two Wood Laura fights. Laura, yeah, yeah, two Wood Laura fights. Yeah. Yeah. Um. um we're gonna get three. We're up, assuming he gets out of this Dillian White fight. We're gonna get three AJ fights. Uh, Usyk's fighting at the end of August. Better Beev's fighting here in like three weeks. Wasn't Better Beev Yard in February? Yep. Two. God, we're getting that was two, a good fight. Two Navarazzi fights. God, it's just uh, not, not to mention the fish fry. I I can't I can't even talk about that yet. I just watched. I just finished the first um, All Access. Uh, Navarrete Valdez. Yeah, uh, it's huge. Just boxing. Boxing is alive. Canelo. I mean, Canelo Charles. Whatever. I don't really care about it. But I mean, it's still, it's still big. Yep. Maybe I'll drive down to your place for that, so we don't have to waste two two pay per views on that that fight. Okay. Maybe we'll do that. All right. Sweet sugar. All right, sweet sugar. Couple more things here in beer one. A couple things off the beaten path. British Open. British Open. Starting in approximately six hours, I guess. Yep. yep. Um, they are at um, Bruce Royal. Kepka. Next topic. Royal Liverpool. Um, Hoy Lake. So, yeah, it's uh. What is now the final major of the season? Uh, from everything I'm reading, it's going to favor the long hitters. So, yeah, I, I got some bets. You ready? Let's do it, baby. All right, here's the guys I'm in on. Just, just randomly for the win, and then some props. Ricky Fowler plus plus uh, twenty five hundred, so twenty five to one. Rory's eight to one. Um, I think Scotty Chef is the favorite. Fleetwood twenty-five to one. Shane Lowry forty to one. Sam Burns seventy to one. Um, seventy to one. Yeah. Big Guns versus the field. I actually like this. Big Guns. Rory Scheffler Rom plus two twenty-five. Any one of those three. Um, Rory or Rom the win plus four hundred. That's not bad. Uh, there was some parlays here to make the cut, which I I really liked. Rory, Scotty, Chef, Tyrell, Hatton, and John Ram all John Rom all to make the cut minus two eighty. That I know John Rom's been struggling a little bit, but I just feel like that's that's easy money minus two eighty right there. Easy money, baby. And then another one that's not as easy money, but again, I feel pretty confident about. John Rom, Victor Hovland, Tommy Fleetwood, and Shane Lowry all to make the cut. Minus 110. And then since they're saying this is going to be a long hitters uh, game, uh, why don't we go with DeChambeau plus 450? Vomit. I'd rather burn money. Top 10. Top 10. Not not to win. DeChambeau, top 10, plus 450. Um, 
in term in terms of the course, I don't know exactly, um, you know what what to expect, but there is supposed to be a par three with just a ridiculously small green with like false fronts all around it, like on all sides, and I think they said like thirty eight hundred square feet is the green. I think they're calling it like the bird's eye or the bull's eye or something like that um and it's it's a it's a par three which is a ridiculously small like landing area so i i think that's kind of the the thing to keep an eye on in terms of quirky holes but yeah i mean just like all british opens see what happens with the weather and the wind and go from there you know who can play in the wind that's why jordan spieth was was good at these because in in yeah. the in the texas wind down there you know keep the ball low and Tiger always would play the stingers in these things, but I mean, you get you get good weather, and all of a sudden, you know, they these these guys are hitting the ball everywhere. So I don't know. Rory did win the Scottish Open last week, so he's he's riding high against some McIntyre lefty guy. Um, yeah, Rom, Rombo and uh, and Shefty are I like I like those two guys. In addition to your Brooksy. Yeah. Well, I mean that's that's a given. Brooksy was one of the top favorites. I mean, yeah. as he should be. Let me see if I could just grab it real quick. Um, but the last the last uh, two champions at this course for the British, Rory and Tiger. Um, Shefty is plus seven hundred. He's the favorite. Rombo's plus thirteen hundred. He's third favorite, and Kepke is plus eighteen hundred. He's the fourth favorite. Um, cool. All right, looking forward to it as per, as per always. Per use, I'm I'm hitting the links Friday. Good for you, man. Shooting low. Proud of you. Shooting Happy low, Happy for baby. you. Shooting Go low. low. Going low. Drive for show, putt for dough. That's right. All right. I think that leads us to Drew. Everybody's favorite minute in podcasting. The two. Oh, wow. The NASCAR pit stop. Rum, rum, rum. In three, two, two. one. Go. Go. Last, last week was Loudon, New Hampshire. The race was rained out on Sunday. They ran it on Monday. I didn't see any of it. We did pick up our fourth win, however. Martin Truex Jr., Plus 650, which means we won plus 350, meaning that we are now minus 32 and a half on the season. Woohoo! Um, so we need to pick up some more wins. This week, we are in. Gotta pick them up. We are in Pocono, and we are going with Chase Elliott, plus 1200, Kyle Larson, plus 750. <laughs> Christopher Bell plus fourteen hundred, and Brad Keselowski plus thirty five hundred. We get one Brad Keselowski win. We are right back in this thing. Come on, right baby! Right back in it. That's that's what we got on NASCAR. Love it. Almost playoff time. Almost playoff time. Which leads us to the parlay. And Drew, I've been sucking. I picked the Pirates coming out of the break. And they almost got back-to-back sweeps. Um, so, my bad. Who would I pick? Uh, whoever you pick. You picked the Braves to beat somebody, and they won. 
Cool. Uh, I'm going to take Houston over the Athletics on Friday. Houston over the Athletics. Going back, going back to picking on the A's. All right. I am going to pick my thing here of these guys making the cut. Rory, Scheffler, Tyro Hatton, John Rom. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's ride. Let's ride. All right. Um, hey, hey, hey. What? Garrett Got Cole T-Dog. and the Rick Yankees T-Dogs. over the Royals. Garrett on Cole Saturday. On Saturday. The Yankees over the Royals. On Saturday. Well, if Garrett yeah, Cole I, I, pitches, I say I don't think I can. I don't think I could pick that far ahead. It won't let you. Ah, oh, come on. Actually, that's a problem because I can't pick. I can't. Drew, what what day did you say? Friday. Uh, could, Friday. But you know, you can just. Say, I mean, whatever. Friday, Saturday, whatever. I don't care. Well, I can't. I. That's what I'm saying. I can't pick mine. My, my oh. golf thing. I'm, I blew it. Ah, oh, dagger. Why don't we know? Fuck it. We'll pick Thursday games. Let's just, let's just fuck it. Yeah, yeah it. that's what I like to see. Let's just pick Thursday games. Come on, man. We'll do yeah. it live. Doing it live. Oh, right, they're so play- Yeah, Astros are playing the A's on th- Thursday. Let's do it. That's what I like to see. All right, Astros to beat the A's. Yeah. And uh, Tori, the Yankees are not playing. They are not. Um. Crikey. Let's let's just keep let's just keep it at that. Let's see if we can actually win. Yeah. A two gamer. Five bucks. Got it. And then when Please. you win that bet, then on Saturday, everyone. Roll it. Roll it. Um what are we we thinking Otani gets traded? What are we what are what, what do we think? You think he's actually gonna get traded? I don't know. What do you think? No, I, I don't, I, think, I, I don't I, think he gets traded. I, I actually think he's going to pull a trout and just sign a bunch of money to stay with the Angels. Nah, I, I think he goes to, I think he goes to free agency. and. So then why wouldn't they trade him? Because they're going to try and tr- sign him back. They, they, don't, they can't predict the future. True. Fair point. Uh, and uh, and T, T, T-Bone, how, how pumped are you that uh, Joel Embiid will be a Nick next year, apparently? It's gonna be great whenever Nick's you know, Nick's him. Nick's Nation on Twitter is uh pretty pretty pumped over that interview. It's pretty wild. What, like Joel's what, already it, there. What interview was this? Uh, he had an inter like with uninterrupted a podcast or something. Nah, it wasn't a podcast. It was like a whatever. It was something. Yeah, yeah. It was uh basically he was like yeah you know I want to I want to win I want to compete for a championship um. You know, whether it's in Philly or somewhere else, like I just want a chance or something. So and everyone like, knows when you compete for championships, that must mean New York. Obviously. The Knicks and, you know. Well, the Knicks, that's, that's and like And they won the, the championship thing. in, hold on, give me a second. I'm, no, it wasn't 2015. It wasn't 2008. No, it wasn't 94. No, it was uh, seventy-three. That was the last time. Yeah. So, so championships. When you think competing for championships, it's the Knicks, baby. Knicks, baby. Woo! Oh yeah. oh yeah. Let's go. Click, click, click. Nick, Nick, Knicks. Clickety, click. Oh man. All right. Well, speaking of clicks, let's assume positions for the world famous two Bruce salute for beer number two, and a three, and a two, two. and, and a. a- I have a heady topper I found in the back of my fridge. Oh, nice. Nice. That's a that's a good find. By yeah. the way, all those focal bangers that I 
told you I bought for you and you never came and picked up, those are gone. <laughs> I 100% forgot, son of a gun. Uh, what are you drinking, uh, Drew? Uh, I have a Heineken Light. Okay. Tor? Uh, sticking with the three Floyds, this is a gumball head. It's a, a wheat pale ale. Oh, pale ale. A wheat pale ale. Okay. You're not, you're not, you're not, you're not drinking a, uh, a fruity beer. That, that's almost. All is not as it seems. <laughs> Let's just keep playing that on loop. God damn right. Woo. All right. Haven't been able to get that fucking thing out of my head for two days. Dude, that, that, <laughs> that song was a banger. All is not. I I felt like, quite frankly, I felt like this song was forced. I mean, every every it, it, it insisted on itself. Every every four minutes, I kept replaying the goddamn thing with every. Do we need twenty seven flashbacks? Dude, I I I messaged you guys. I really liked that episode. I God, that uh, we'll get to that. Well. I gotta say, if you I'm, haven't guessed it already, everybody, we're doing The Witcher season, three, season three, part part one. one, episodes one through five. Episodes one through five, The Witcher. I I, I don't know which way to take this. I'm I'm Drew. Do you want to drive, Tori? Yeah, let, I me, don't, let I don't, me let me let me let me let me drive, and we're not gonna go episode by episode because that's just not gonna not gonna go well. But I gotta say, I really, I really enjoyed the very first, the very first scene, the first three minutes, where it seemed very video gameish, where Geralt, Gar- <laughs> Gar- <laughs> yeah, yeah, Geralt yeah. is fighting. Um, he ends up fighting these like three henchmen and a like a professor, bunch of bozos, a bunch of goddamn and, bozos. Oh my god! Like the the slow mo um, throat slitting, uh, intestine gouging. And then the the point of view chopping off the, the 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 point of view of chopping off the professor's head. I'm like, ah, oh, they're they they really try they're trying to video game this bad boy. Um, woo, woo. Yeah, I thought the entire I thought the entire season the the CGI and the effects I I, I thought was tremendous. Um, you know, quick quick synopsis. You know, basically we're still we're still in this this race against time or something. I don't even know where they're going to, but. You got you know Geralt, Siri, and um, Yennefer. Ooh, Yennefer, real fucking tied. Um, they're they're trying to pro- they're trying to protect and train Siri because she now the big reveal at the end of season two was that she's an and of Elven descent, right? That was like the big oh my god moment, right? Yeah. So Siri. So yes. it's a little bit more than that, though. It's like yeah, a she's very not of Elven like, descent. like a she's very like... specific bloodline. Like yeah. she's a hundred percent elven descent. Yeah, yeah. It it's it. No, it's not a hundred percent. She's she's half human, and half. No, elven. I'm sorry. I meant I, I yeah, meant yeah, yeah, I yeah. meant I meant. I meant it's a hundred percent correct that she's of yes. Elven th- there yeah. is there is elven oh. descent in there, but more than that, it's a very specific bloodline. Like yeah, the, el- the, the elder. The, yeah. What was it? The elder. The uh, elder el- blood. Elder blood. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so they're you know they're trying to tra- you know he's he's training her to be a warrior. And Yennefer's or tr- teaching her to be a mage. Um, the uh, the Sonic the Hedgehog, who's her dad, uh, he came back at the end of season two, so he's not really dead. He's he's got some shit going on. He he he's turns got, out to be uh, Emperor Amir Van Emrys or however you pronounce it. 
Um, but yeah. Emperor Amir is is basically who he is. Yeah, and he he's got his people out searching for for Siri. Um, a bunch of other armies looking for Siri. They, everyone's looking for Siri. So it starts out with them moving from place to place, paying people off uh, for their discretion, which was great, great, great Garrett line. Um, and and then yeah, and then you have that crazy fire mage. Uh, was it Renacy? Renacy. Uh, Ranky. Ranky, yeah, uh, some silly thing like that is it's hot on her trail working for some mage who that's the big that one of the one of the big dog mages and that's one of the big reveals at the end. So uh, that's kind of the whole the whole story continues to move towards everyone's just trying to get their hands on Siri um, for for their own political their own political gain. I, I don't know that anybody wants her for her power, right? Like it's they they pretty much want her for what. Well, the elves want her for the blood, so that way they can restore their power. For some some reason, they need her blood. The mages want her for her blood for same reasons. I think everybody wants her for her blood for the same reasons. I, to, I don't, to, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, political a little I bit, but uh, yeah, I can't also these damn yeah. <laughs> um, and so I, I thought I thought the so that's kind of where we're going here. Um. And I thought, and it's all, it all revolves around trying to figure, they're trying to sniff out, they're trying, they're, they're, they figure out they got to kill this, this ranky mage guy. Yeah. Um, and then it's, it's, it's discovered that he's actually working for somebody else. So they're trying to sniff out who that, who the big bad guy is. That's like lurking, uh, lurking in the shadows. Yes. That's basically the first five episodes. Uh-huh. Um, I really like it. You, you can get a little more specific uh in a sec because you know i actually know names and 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 plot lines but thought the special effects were awesome uh i thought the monsters the 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 like 12 12 amalgamated uh body monster thing was like super cool with those with those heads in the wall like that was that was pretty dope um this like experiment probably trying to make fake series was kind of fun yeah that 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 was what was going on there they're trying to make that was fake series yeah, fake series. Um, I I mean, we got tons. Of, I mean, go, going in, going into the first five, I said I wanted to see Geralt, Geralt killing monsters. I wanted full frontal Yennefer, and I wanted as much Damn Yaskier. It. Damn it! As much Yaskier as we could get. Uh, we got a ton of Yaskier. Um, maybe not the way I wanted to see him, but we got a lot of him, which was fun. Geralt was killing things. Got got some side boob, Jennifer. So, but I'll 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 take I'll take you it. You like as a that win. side boob? Um, well, you shouldn't because it's my <laughs> side boob. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed the first three. I think the first at like the first two episodes I thought were really good. Mm-hmm. Like three and four. And Joe, do you remember what I said? Like when it went sideways for me. You said when it went sideways for you when um, no. Oh, uh, when like oh when Jennifer like was taken Siri to like the mage headquarters and stuff. I'm like, why is she there? Like what's happening? Oh, I don't yeah. understand. Why, why is this, why is this happening over Eratuza. here? Eratuza. That was Eratuza. the name of it. We, remember, we couldn't yeah. remember the name yeah. of it, Drew. Eratuza. Yeah. Eratuza. Uh, you know, and then I got back into it again when like that, the one, the one mage was whipping the old dude and then doing some weird. Oh yeah. So one Dykstra. Whew. Yeah. That she was, she was doing and, some uh, crazy Philippa stuff with that. Earhart. Yeah, that blonde, that blonde, her and that blonde elf were going to town, that um, which was fun. Blonde person, I don't even know. It's, yeah, might that, be was, a them that was they. 
I don't know. <laughs> like that was super cool. So that got me back into it. But then I'm just ask. But then series like she she was gone. I didn't even know when she left. She stole a horse, and then there's ring wraiths chasing her. But then Geralt came out and was using like little like pew pew lights out of his hands, and I didn't even think he could do that. But apparently, Tori, you told us last season he's always been able to do that. Yeah. So the not really. God. Those are those are like signs. It's like minor magic. He doesn't have like full control of magic, but he has like you know like sm- small things. And like the art sign is like kind of like a shield that kind of like pushes people back. Um, feel, feel, feels like he left that in the holster a little too long the first uh, the first season. Yeah, and they, a half they, there, they did not could... they did not concentrate that on, on that <laughs> much in the first uh, couple seasons. Yeah, it was more drinking the potion and getting the crazy eyes, and then just yeah. slitting throats. Um, yeah. See, I just, like that lost it for me. And I, but I will say, I, I actually did. I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the season finale too. I liked, I liked, I mean, I liked Yaskir, and then this rival uh, musician guy, musician guy was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I didn't like him and the brother, the the king whose wife I don't even know who they are got her head chopped off. I was like, I don't even remember these people. Um, that whole thing was weird. I was like, ah, okay, cool. I guess we got to get that in here Wait, somehow. What? Yaskir and the guy, the, the king's brother. You ta- oh, you're talking about Radovid? Yeah, Radovid, that whole and thing. And his, uh, I, I, well, how he's he's basically uh, bisexual or yeah. whatever, pansexual. I mean, well, I feel like, well, I feel like he well, also. That, uh, I was gonna go there. I was gonna go there too because I'm like, all right, Tor, was that was that the way he was like in the video game and in so, the books or, so or is that, is that like a 2023 like twist that that's that's a little bit of a 2023 twi- twist i don't really Fig- i don't really much. remember yeah. much of him being with anyone with the, besides women i mean throughout the books he's with a multitude of women uh yeah. is not very uh you know uh discreet or does not settle down he you know moves about but uh, never do I remember him being with anything other than women. Whether I mean, y- and you heard gotcha. him mention, you heard him mention in the show about men and possibly like other species. But I was yeah. gonna say that would that at least made me giggle when when that when the the prostitute he was with alluded that he like fooled around with like a monster or something. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That. That scene was also from the book where where the uh, like the woman he was sleeping with was like mad at him and just like throwing shit at him and yelling at him. Oh, that was great. That was yeah. fun. Fun Yaskier. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, I wish I wish we would have got like a fun Yaskier song and not that stupid like yeah, song or whatever it, he was. I am excited. I think there's one coming in the second half. I, I, okay. There better be. I sure hope I mean, so. It's, that's, all, that, that, I, all that, I wanted that, was yeah, Geralt killing a bunch of monsters and him singing songs. I got barely any of either of those. And I'm sitting here listening to you guys talk, and I'm trying to hold my tongue. But yeah. the, fir- the first two episodes were okay, and it progressively slid into just nonsense mm-hmm. BS. I'm, and I'm like, all right, just cool, guys. I, 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 to your point, Drew, all right, we got to get Siri to Eratusa because why? I don't know. Hey, let's let's have a treaty with Nif- Nilfgaards. Why? I don't know. Hey, uh, Geralt, like you're, let's let's like kill monsters. Nah, well, but I gotta do some other stuff first. Oh, who are these men? Oh, I don't know. Let's, let's stick a knife in this guy's throat. Why? 
I don't know, because he wasn't going to let me go that try pretty, and... That, that was pretty dope, though. He wasn't going to let me try and go get Siri. Why do I need to get Siri? I don't know, something about her blood so I could keep keep oppressing elves. And her, the elves. Dad, her dad wants her. So, But then but then the el- there's two elf factions, but the one elf faction has to murder someone within the elf faction, so the two elf factions can now become one elf faction. So now it's... Battle lines are starting to get drawn between men... Elves, the mages seem to be on the side of the men, and Geralt, Siri, and Yennefer are all in the middle, just trying to keep everybody peaceful. Why? I don't know. I don't know anything. All I know is I want more monsters. I want more singing. I want more Geralt and Yennefer just doing their thing. I don't want Henry Cavill to go. And it's not happening. It's not happening. They do this 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 mid-season finale where it's this it's you know monsters ball. You know this this the player haters ball, and it is just like oh, we're gonna show you this scene, but actually this was all a setup, and then we're gonna show you this scene again, and then we're and gonna that show was you this, then we're gonna show you a scene from oh wait you know this this person this person's point of view. And that was that was all just an excuse to keep playing that damn song. <laughs> what song? All is not oh come on I was waiting for you to it pull seems. it up. Uh, uh, well, I, I I put my wait, phone down so, so I can do so. Focus. Tori, give us your recap of of the of the uh, final of, of that episode five because I, I'm sitting there like I'm like ten or fifteen minutes in and I'm like I'm not digging this episode. And you're like give it a minute, and then I text back another ten or fifteen minutes later like how many more minutes you want me to give this? <laughs> well, uh, I I liked how they did like all their perspectives and you know and it's like. Okay, so all these conversations are going on. Like, every time you hear one, like, a little bit more of the plot is exposed. It kind of comes together when they go get, like, Stregobor, and then they realize, wait a second, this wasn't what we were supposed to do. This doesn't make sense. And then they, at the end of the episode, they realize, ah, man, it it was Villafort's. Who's but who's the who's the boyfriend of the like the old mage, Tessa. right? Or t- yeah, Tissia, whatever her name is. Yeah. yeah, and so it's that that guy is the one who's got uh, Radagascar out there with the fire doing his bidding, right? Yes, Ranky. Yeah. Okay, yeah, uh, Radagascar sounds. Well, they, so, they should change it to Radagascar. Continue. Okay, say, so, wait, say, all right, just just tell tell me what happened, Tori. Okay, so what I really liked about this season, which. It's funny that this is the part where uh, where Henry Cavill kind of like dipped out of us because this season I thought was got back more to the books than season two did. Season two I felt like it was like way off the books, and I was like, "Whoa!" I would, like if you get, like, I haven't really listened to our last podcast about season two, but the, I remember the whole time just being like. Ah, uh, I don't know because a lot of it was not to the books. Like this got a little bit more back to the books. So basically, you got to see, you know, where there's Nilfgaard is kind of trying to start a war while they look for Siri. Um, is this is this episode five? Oh, oh, you want me to get? This is gonna lead up to episode five. So. Basically, uh, go, I feel go, like you're about to talk for 15 minutes, and I'm I'm gonna still be confused. Is is what I so feel like is gonna happen? Yennefer is trying to train Siri, right? 
So she takes her to Eratusa, which is where all the mages are. So she could get better training from Tissia or whatever, and all all the head mages are there. Okay. So she takes her there, and meanwhile they know that something's afoot. They don't know what. They thought it was Stregobor. Really, it's Villaforts. Um, he's trying to stage a coup, pretty practically. Um, that's the long and short of it. It 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 ended at a point that's going to be like really like this next episode. I feel like is going to be very important for the plot. That's going to explain a lot of things for everyone. I don't want to give too much of it away, but this I like this is right at the part of the story that sets a lot of things in motion. Um, there's a lot of turns in like several characters, uh, personal arcs. And there's like a turn where it kind of like pushes the full arc forward. Um, basically right now they're trying to get Siri trained better in magic. You kind of saw the point where all the ring wraith kind of people were chasing after Siri. Okay. Who were the Ringwraith people? That is the Wild Hunt. They're what? Are, what are they? They are think pretty much like Ringwraiths, like to a T. Who do they? Who do they work for? They are their own uh, clique, and they're going to try and cause an apocalypse by so they, by why get, did they want by Siri getting then? Siri's elder blood? They could then okay. use it. They it, can use elder blood because somehow it's magic. Because it has more po- more magic power than anything else in the world. Okay. Um, so they're trying to get that for their own good to cause destruction for everything and completely take over the world. Okay. Um, Fair enough. Wh- wh- which isn't explicitly explained in in this season. I mean, that's a little bit of a spoiler. Getting ahead of it. That's uh, fine. But that's but that's where. The the major arc is going. Kay. Wait, did you say spoiler? Yeah, uh, spoiler. By the way. <laughs> yeah. So so, what's happening is like everyone's trying to pull for their own thing, and Geralt is like, wait, there's like an actual threat that like we all need to come together for, and meanwhile everyone's too busy trying to pull Siri for their own political gain, like you said. And a lot of things are going to play out where... Okay, I didn't I didn't pick up on that, that, like, they were, like, this big, major existential threat. And maybe, maybe mm-hmm. it was just... My new thing is that, like, for whatever reason, I'm too exhausted and I can't stay awake to watch anything. I, so... I noticed that on vacation. You tried to watch the first episode <laughs> and you were just, like, conked out. And I'm like, yeah, we're not watching anymore of this. <laughs> like... <laughs> Um, so I, 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 and maybe, so maybe that was just me, but I didn't pick up that they were like this major existential threat to like the universe. And that's the thing is like, the ring I, race? I, I hate, yeah. I hate even bringing it up because like, it's not explicitly, exp- it's not explicitly explained at this They're just kind of there. R- right, for, right now right they're, now. they're kind of there and it's like, whoa, what is that? Like, where did the fuck did that come from? And then as we go on, like this, this is going to propel things a lot forward. Or at least it should if it follows the books. It's going to propel things a lot forward where it's like, 
hey, this is what that is. It's going to be a major impact. Like, it's the if we don't protect Siri, like, they're going to get her and, like, wipe out not only mankind, but elves and everything. Right, dwarves. Got, so, here, I'm going to keep drilling you. You ready? Yep. All right. So, Ring Raid's chasing her because all these <laughs> other people. Drilling in, you. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to pick up on that. <laughs> and then, so, all everyone's trying to get Siri. Blah, blah, blah. And in the meantime, the ring wraiths are there. And they are having this ball in episode five. Why are they having a ball? Um, Because right now in the world, it's kind of like on on the brink of like a civil war, like the north versus south in, the, in this continent. All right. And so they're trying to have this ball to be like, hey, we need a band together. Like no more deception. We need we need to like not let this war break out. So were were the elves invited to the ball? The elves are not. So it's mainly a ball for mages because mages are like the like right hand man for a lot of like these emperors. So like all these people that are ruling different regions all have like a specific mage that is kind of like. Their, you know, their advisor. So their advisors for all these different. Yeah. So all these, all these advisors kingdoms. for all these different kingdoms are meeting to be like, hey, don't let our kingdom, don't let your kingdom break out into into war with all these other kingdoms because it's just go- yeah. it's just going to be bad for everyone. And so that's be bad news bears. Yeah, that's that's the main point of the ball. And then while that's going on, and apparently Villafort is like, "Well, fuck that! I'm gonna have my use this to my advantage." They're all here right now. Who's Villafort? He is the guy with the long. The Scottish, the Scottish guy? No, with no. The, like, the beard who was getting whipped? No, no, no. No, oh, that that's was fucking Dijkstra. Hot, right? That's Dijkstra. Now that he, if there was ever a sneak peek into Ghost Prom Night, there was. <laughs> but uh. Villaforts is a guy with like the long hair. He's kind of got like the uh, he's darker skin. He wears like the eyeliner. He dates uh, Tissia, who is like the main mage yeah. training it's, Yennefer. That's that's the guy who was talking to Geralt in the last. Oh, flashback. the old, the old, the old, the old uh, lame dude. Got it. No, not the old no. lame dude. Not that's Stregoborts. Oh, oh, this guy oh, has long guy black was... hair. Where is eyeliner and rings? Yeah, he was older, wasn't he? Uh, well, there's like the old white guy that they accused of being behind all this stuff. So depends yeah, that which old guy. Um, that's no, that, not that's him. That's the guy I was. Th- that's Stregoborts. God bless it. Damn this! Th- I can't follow this damn show. He's like son the, of a the, bitch. He's like the Spanish-looking guy. I don't know how to describe him uh, more than he has. A- Is the one that Yennefer liked? No. Like when she no her, not her. Damn I'm it. sending he, you his he, picture. Hey, Shut hey, up, Jordan. You Jesus. know, you know the, do you know the lady that was training Yennefer? Yes, her boyfriend. I don't know why I can't remember what he's sending like. you. That's a you I, I'm sending you okay. his picture. Everyone out he's, there, everyone listening to this right now is like perfectly. They're like, yeah, absolutely. They all right, know who fine. He okay, is. got got it. So keep moving forward. Oh, this guy. This this guy looks like. Um, uh, uh, he looks like the, he belongs in the in the what do you call it the uh, 
life or whatever they call it, like, live action. By Aladdin. the way, people, everyone listening out there, Drew sends a picture that's not even from the show. He sends like a guy just, in his normal life, and it's like I just went, I just went on his IMDb and I screenshot the yeah, first picture the that Ser- came up. Serpico, just, just Serpico. Yeah, it's whatever. Ser- Serpico. Yeah, got it. Okay, got it. Serpico, got it. Okay, so we're at the ball. Everyone's trying to sing kumbaya yeah serpico's like now's my time to turn these people against each other now's my time to wreak Go. havoc and he starts wreaking havoc and that's where this this half season ends is that what's going on is he like killing all the mages down there well, wait a minute wait a minute wait about a minute. to find so, out uh, okay. so so serpico is really behind all this but how about the the scottish guy i thought he was behind some stuff uh he he was not so so they who was right who was really running the experiments uh, Him? Are you talking or about the Scottish guy? So, so, so Wait, we're, I'm just gonna start calling him Serpico. Fake the the the, the twelve-bodied uh, Siri. Ser- oh, oh, Serpico yeah, yeah. was the guy behind that. Um, he, he was behind everything. Ranky was behind. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wait, which gotcha. one was Ranky? The, what the was guy who snaps and has the Radagascar? Oh, flame flame fingers. Flame yeah, finger, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so Serpico yeah, yeah. and flame fingers were in cahoots. Yeah. Yeah, what okay. what confused me, and I actually I went back and rewatched it. Um, the end of episode one, after Geralt and uh, you know Flame Fingers get into it, and Geralt basically uh, breaks dislocate, his yeah, basically turns his wrists inside out. Yeah, they show that they show a scene of the old Scottish looking mage like looking over, like looking on like a balcony, and then as he's walking in, then you see like the you see Ranky with the the wrists and a mage fixes them. I guess when I was watching it the first time, I wasn't paying attention enough, and I just assumed that I, I thought they showed the old the Scottish guy doing yeah, yeah, yeah. it. I didn't, so I was like, wait, this doesn't make any sense. Like the guy was definitely working with him. So I went back and saw they don't actually show you the face of who did that. I was like, oh, okay, bum, good fake. Yeah, 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 good, uh, I, I, yeah same good with me. Out. Same with me, Drew. So Scottish guy who was getting whipped. Did, he had a big line when they thought it was him, and he was like, "Oh, it must have been somebody." No, Scott. But, well, I'm, I'm, I thought Scottish guy was the old mage. Like, there's the other, there's the other old, there's the other old dude with the beard right. who's getting so, whipped. Two different people. I thought the Scottish, but the Scottish guy was getting whipped. Scottish yeah, guy getting like, whipped. All right. So okay, what? So, so what are we? What are we? What are we, what are we, call, what are we calling the old? The old white Deekstra. mage is Dijkstra. Dijkstra is like just like a, he's a human. Yeah, he's, he's a not human. A he's just like the head of oh, that, my bad. The head yeah, yeah, detective he's a human. for yeah. He just yeah. He just he just likes my getting bad. Whipped. Yeah, yeah. He's not a mage. Yeah, he's just a head. He was detective. just at the ball with the mages yes. for some unknown some reason. Again, because I don't know why he the, because the w- woman that was whipping him, Philippa, is was a mage. She yeah, are they a th- are they a, are they a thing? Eh, it's not. It's, I don't think it's ever explicitly stated, but kind of okay. yeah. Gotcha. I think if you're, but but they both work. I think if you have someone box. bound and you're whipping them uh, with, then you're a thing. I'm just. I'm I mean, that's like that's like but, that's like but, that's, uh, like, that's like a normal Wednesday after pickleball practice. I'm, pu- I'm putting man. two and two together there. You know, call me crazy, but okay. Yeah. But uh, all right, so so because he's he's a boy toy of a mage, he's there with her. Yeah, and he he's the one that wanted to turn that one king evil. Because he wants to use Siri for them so they could have the power to rule the kingdom. In the meantime, old guy, mage. Stragaborts. Uh, Good. Everyone thinks that he is, or that maybe he's behind all this nonsense. Correct. 
But turns out he wasn't either. It was actually Serpico. Correct. Yeah, so I wonder if we're getting like a red... Man, I I wonder if we're getting like a red wedding then to start the back half where like everybody's just dead. That'd be pretty wild. Um, So question question for you, and did you answer this when I was... What's uh, red wedding? What do you mean? You guys have never seen that. That's a Game of Thrones reference, Jordan. You wouldn't know that. Everyone else got there... Out there, got it. You wouldn't know it either. You haven't seen Game of Thrones. <laughs> True. Every time Tori's on the podcast, you say, I, "Oh, you, you never watched Game I of think Thrones." That was he the said, joke. "Yes, I did." I think that was the joke. Yeah. Was it the joke? It's now well, no. it's now a running joke that Drew never thinks I watched Game of Thrones. But you didn't watch Game of Thrones. I told you he wasn't joking, Tori. He really he, wait. He I thought that was. Mistake. I thought. I thought you did watch Game of Thrones. I, I am one of the minority that thought season eight was. All right. It wasn't great, but it was fine. Well, I, I know who's not coming back on this podcast for the back half <laughs> of season five. I can't wait. Oh, my I God. Will, I will, I'm going to – I'm going to – I'm going to study – We're going to have a Game of Thrones it. pod, and I will just yell at you. Over start, a, start, start defending Rob Stark and see where that gets you on this fucking podcast. Uh, oh, my I, God. I, I'm I didn't gonna, say I was going to do that. I said season I'm going to – I'm gonna go to the Witcher. I'm gonna go to the Witcher wiki, Jo, and memorize all these guided names so he never has to come back on after that. After that comment <laughs> about season eight. All right. Um, so, do we know? Like, do we? So all these. Let me wait. Can I say this one more time? I'm just sorry. Go. Just go. All right. Let's go. So, st- stuff happens. Stuff I'm not happy with, which leads us to this mage ball, where the mages are like, "All right, let's let's try and keep the order." For some reason, Geralt is there also not killing monsters and not being cool. Uh, and then that's when all this stuff comes to light that Serpico's the bad guy. And that's where we left off the season. Is is uh, Do I have that right now? Just about, yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry, Drew. Go ahead. So, and again, if you guys talked about this when I was uh... – you know, feeding the geese. I apologize. Um, is there a clear like? So, do we think this the current story they're telling gets concluded in these last like however many episodes before Henry Cavill goes or no? No, absolutely. Which not. story do you 100%. mean? Well, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's no way they can do this. Right? So, I guess, I guess, I guess the the fake Thor that's replacing him is just going to step right into the story. It's not going to be like a, a flashback or prequel. It's like he's going to take over the character. Oh, Correct. yeah, yeah. So, That's going to be fucking brutal. So <laughs> here, here, I thought this season I thought this season would conclude the like the natural story and then they would use this this oh, no So so here's what happened uh, in the books. Like literally this is the books. The first two books are just like random stories like we got in season 1 where it's just like Geralt yeah. running around doing actual richer things. Um, yeah, I missed that. So, yeah. So, uh, and then season, uh, or after the first two books, then it becomes this overarching story. So the next six books are this story about Geralt, his, uh, relationships with Siri, Yennefer, how, you know, how they go find all these things, um, and where this goes as far as like the wild hunt hunting Siri, how that affects the politics, how it affects the mages, how it affects all these different factions. Um, but after what we saw in season one, this all becomes an overarching story where it's just one continual story. There's no jumping around like there's 
No, just like Geralt hunting monsters just because that's what he does. Like, And that's kind of the story of of the Witcher. So there's, there, there's no more just like random Geralt missions? He, he might come across one or two on like his way to like the next story thing. But it's not just going to be like, hey, I'm going to go over here and hunt this monster because this guy told me to. And then that's going to be that. And that's wrap up the episode. Isn't that the whole damn point of a Witcher is they need some coin. That's yes, the whole existence. Yes, that is the whole point of the Witcher. But to succumb to but your the point Witcher. Of, no, not the Witcher. A Witcher. Witcher that's yes, a, yes. He doesn't. He's that's not anybody's side. A Witcher. He just, the point he of just wants- the Witcher, the story, the, the novels... Is that Geralt cannot just be a witcher? He like he's more human than a typical witcher, and because of his human feelings, he gets all these relationships, all these uh, like ob- obligations that he feels like he has to fulfill. That because of the protection of Siri and all these other people, and you well, know, like. Uh, 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 in in a way, it kind of is fulfilling the role of a witcher because a witcher's role is just to protect people. That's all they have to do. And for the, coin, the, for coin. But the the difference with this is Garrett is protecting people, but it's more existential than people realize and a threat that they've never had to face before. So, but he is aware of it and knows of it and is trying to protect them from something that they don't even know they need protected from. And, and But it's drawn on not by coin, but by his personal feelings to the people he's protecting. And that's kind of the whole point of the Witcher series is that, hey, like, you could try and mutate a human past their point and, like, strip them of emotions, but the emotions are there. This is what makes a human, and this is what spurs them forward. And that's well. That, but I thought I was just—I thought I was just getting a bunch of like, you know, we're just gonna hunt Witcher, <laughs> Witcher being Witcher, and Yasker singing, <laughs> singing songs. We're just gonna stab monsters and sing songs for seven straight seasons. <laughs> yeah. Well, we all—we all know Geralt would have lit, lit up all those goddamn fireflies in that hospital and uh, and killed the doctors <laughs> and man and mankind's Absolutely. hope of survival and and, and and rescued that kid. That that's for sure. That is a hundred percent what would have happened. <laughs> that's that's for sure. Oh man. All right. So so uh, uh, that's even more disappointing that um, fake Thor is gonna come in and actually you have to wrap this shit this. up. Yeah. Yeah, I really, I, I really thought they'd find a way to like conclude like some first, type of storyline. Um, first, first scene, we're gonna see Liam Hemsworth, and you're just gonna hear. Say, <laughs> like, wait, man, you're not the Witcher. Seven, seven, seventeen, seventeen more times, and we'll we'll uh, get to how many times they played that damn thing in the, uh, the episode. In the episode, um, yeah. The only I, I I will say after we're two and a half seasons in. The one problem is there's too many characters and too many plot lines and not enough episodes. That's that's my that's my biggest critique of the show because it is hard to follow all. The, if you haven't read the books and you don't know what's going on, yeah. uh, it's just hard to keep up with everything because there's there's just and, and again if you know if they had a 16 episode season 
right? Like, I think it would you'd be able to follow it and remember some of these people more. But because they just pack so much into, you know, I think the first season was eight episodes. I yeah. think the last season was eight. Like eight episodes just isn't enough for like this this type for of for the sh- volume that they're trying to put in there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. yeah. They just they just need more. Yeah, it, so it, it's even even for this episode of the podcast, Drew and I tried to convince ourselves about four times that we could handle it, and I'm like. I, I don't even know what to say. I we gotta get Tori. In I was here. like, I don't I don't know this guy's name. I don't know that guy's name. Like, all, the only name I know is Radagascar and his fire fingers. Radagascar, <laughs> nice. Uh, Radagascar no, and his fire. But fingers. one thing I did like, you know, about this season, like I said, they got a little bit back to the books. Like, like even like uh, the Scoyatel, which is like the elves, like. You know, how, you tell what the, you're, you're just making up words, dude. Uh, wait, wait till you see where where series, uh, personal story goes. God, I it it is gonna throw you for a loop. I was not, oh, man. I was not expecting it when I was reading it. It yeah, it was not <laughs> as it seemed. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean. There. Is uh is that is is what is her dad gonna turn back into Sonic the Hedgehog? Cause that'd be pretty cool. No, he doesn't turn back, but. It's uh, it, it it's his story. Like I mean, his story isn't as crazy because they kind of spoiled it early on. Like being like, "Hey, this is series dad. Remember him?" And is like, "Ah, oh, that wasn't supposed to happen for a long time." But uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's there's a lot of like these side characters Kahir wait till you see where his story goes I'm, I'm like who's that no, I don't even know who that is <laughs> Kah- <laughs> Kahir was the guy Kahir was the guy who is like after her and then he became like a prisoner and then Yennefer freed him or something and then her, her like separate love interest outside of Geralt no no no, no. they were at mage school together uh, Kahir was like the guy who was trying to kill Siri but Yennefer freed him and then he killed like the one elf dude. This this uh to prove his. Oh uh, yeah yeah yeah. He was he was like the head general. Yeah. Uh, in the first season. Yeah yeah yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then he was like like a prisoner. And then he killed like the elf dude this season. Oh, by the way, his confirm sto- his story takes off. It's a guy who sta- it's a guy who stabs. Too stabbed many the- characters. I can't keep it's track a, it's, of them. It's, it's a Stop guy who falls asleep through every episode, and yeah. maybe you'll know it's- something. It's the guy. It's the guy who was working for the hedgehog, and then he stabbed the rebel elf in the neck in the bedroom. I oh okay that guy. Yeah, confirm yeah. for me, Tori. The uh, look the I, the ma- It's not the me ma- falling asleep. I was confused in the first two seasons too. Sorry, Drew. Yeah, the mage that was in the very beginning, like in like the peasant room that they were yelling at her to like test the water or the wine so it wasn't poison. That's the mage that was with that guy in the first season, Hunting Siri, who also had that insane scene in season two where she froze all those people and then, like, slow-mode knives in their, like, eyeballs and shit, right? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Wait, wait, which mage are you talking So she, in the beginning of like? – she... I, 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 She's a, a portly um... – Redhead? No. Dark, dark hair, dark skinned. <laughs> the mage, the 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 mage who like faked her uh, death and got thrown. She she she. Uh, what do you call it? She, she um, getting drunk all season. Yes. No, is she? Wait. She's getting drunk. 
And then she's yeah, getting drunk and she has to test she pulled all the she, she she pulled that count of money uh she pulled that count of money Christy Christo yeah, 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 where yeah, like yeah, everyone yeah, died yeah, she yeah. Had to, but that that's that's the mage that was with that dude in season one part of the army right yes and in season two she had that insane scene where she yes. froze like the entire yeah. table people and like yeah. put like that okay, slow mo yeah, knife that was through so like, brutal yeah. see I want more of that I. I don't even care where that fits in the plot. I just want more cool stuff like that. Not that like, was that, that was that scene that 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 scene freaked me out, man. Oh my god! Now are these mages gonna die? I'm gonna be upset. It, it's like instead I got I got a ball where they just play the same thing over and over again. All <laughs> oh, is not and how it's. And I'm like, what? I just just do something cool, not not just. As it seems. Anyway, sorry. I'm I'm just raging. It's I I've never been so annoyed at a show that I love. Yeah, I mean, never. There there's there's a lot going on, and like Drew said, because of how they run the show, it doesn't all get explained. I feel like that that's my one thing. If I had like a criticism of the show, it's that they concentrate too much on like scenes as opposed. To like overarching story like okay like this could be a cool scene but does it fit like in telling like the grand story and half the time it's yes half the time it's no and so you get this mishmash of like good and bad and like something that's enjoyable to watch but doesn't fit the story so uh, that'd be my no. that'd be my criticism of the show is that it does not do as good of a job of tying all the story together I was I was a big fan of why, the scene where which is why podcasts like this are important so I could tell you what's right. happening. Exactly, I was a big fan of the scene where Firefingers uh, killed those two people and saved the cat. By the way, oh yeah, it's a big fan. Wait, say say what? When Firefingers burnt the the two short people and then um and then but he saved the cat and it seemed like he was gonna kill the cat to get information out of them and she, oh, the, yeah. the woman said not the not the cat and he walks out with the cat and saves the animal's life. I was a big fan of that. Yeah, yeah Fen, Fen and uh, Codringer. Uh, like I said, th- there was like, a lot of things that got back to the books, like that specific scene happened in the book, uh, the specific scene where uh, Siri is like waiting on like the uh, mages to get him like, wine while they're drunk in like, a whorehouse. That happened mm. in the book. Whatever, and then she runs away from there, and then that's whenever the wild hunt starts to chase her, and, yeah, they, the ring and, the, and then Geralt saves her. That happens in the book with his lady hands. With his lady hands, yeah. And then uh, just like so many things, like went back to the book this season. I, th- I was like, this is like what I'm anticipating, and like so when they went to Eretuza, I'm sitting there watching, like, okay. Villaforce is the bad guy, and then the whole time they're making out to be like Stragaborts is the bad guy. I'm like, don't even tell me like this is where they like started to change thing, and that's what pissed off uh, pissed off Henry Cavill. I'm like, because it's Villaforce is supposed to be the bad guy here, and then at the end they're like, oh wait, it's Villaforce. I'm like, okay, that they got back to that. That's good. Like, like wait a minute, all is not as it seems. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. But no, like there's a lot of like a lo- lot of things that got back to like the books, like even like very specific scenes, um, and and the, and I was I was really happy that they went back, 
been followed more of like the story of the book where I felt like season two start was like getting away from the book and I, and yeah it, it gave me a little bit of faith in the show that they were getting a little bit closer back to the book have but, a little faith in but me. the fact that Henry Cavill left saying you know pretty much because they strayed from the book like I I just want to see now I'm like really like I thought he strayed because he wanted to go try and do just straight up uh, Superman, and then they and then he whiffed on that. Nah, he got he got annoyed about something with the show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, I thought that was his excuse after the fact. Yeah, I, I mean, thought. yeah, that that also happened. He also tried to go back to Superman, and be like, "Hey, I'm doing Superman," and then they were like, huh, "No." Have a little faith in you, you me. know they they he went to do Superman, and then all is not what it seems. <laughs> All is not as it seems. After uh, after the flash tank, they they may bring him back. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Um. All right. Well, is that it? Uh. Do we know? Do do we know when? When are they coming out with the with the back half? Yeah, I think it's July twenty seventh. I think it's pretty. Yeah, I mean, right. It's, it's the end of the soon. month. It's like in a week. Yeah, like it's, it's very me, soon. Me. I figure that's why you had me on. Well, we finished this season, well, so we wanted. Yeah, to but I mean, we. I just couldn't tell what the hell was actually happening, so I'm glad you're here. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. July twenty seventh. Yep. Volume two. Ooh, this looks pretty dope. There's there's shit burning in the the silent trailer. Yeah. I've searched for so long and it was all worth Ooh. Oh man, now uh now Yennefer's got some like some flame fingers going on here. Are you you gotta be shitting me. More flame fingers? Can they can I how how many things can we shoot out of these people's fucking fingers at this point? Four. Ooh, oh my Alright, alright. All right. Uh, now at this point they're just totally ripping off Lord of the Rings scenes. Like, come on. What, what, what is about? it? There's like there's like two towers that like there's lightning coming out of them and stuff. I mean, come on. This is this is a straight Lord of the yeah, Rings. You're you're just saying things like come on and stuff, and nobody's seeing what you're seeing. That's fine. Don't worry yeah. about it. Um. Oh, he just chopped someone's head off. I love it. Give me as much <laughs> chop. Give me as much head chopping as I can, as I can get. That's uh, seriously. That's that's exactly what. It, when he cut can, off that professor's head. I was, that was can so we good. get? Can we get some yaskier like actual songs here? Not just whatever the crap this was. Here, I just pulled this up. Oh, I don't want to hear it. It's gonna make me sad. Yeah, he was singing to like uh, Radovid. Ugh. And he's saying like he's saying like two words and was done, and I was like, "That's that that's it." That, yeah, oh, yeah. that just it makes just me just think that he, there's gonna be like just like a super over the top song in the back half of part three. We we got two ballads last season, and I'm like, I just I just watch I need at that butcher burn. Oh, so good. everything we did, we saw. You're cutting me off. With songs no more. <laughs> yes. All right. Let's let's put a let's put a put a little bow on this bad boy. Are we yeah. uh are we are we are we uh doing Oppenheimer Sunday? Is that a thing, J.O.? Oh, are we God. gonna do this? I want to watch that movie so bad. Um, yeah. Let's put a pin in that. I, I hope so. <sighs> put a pin in that. Jesus, put a pin in your I'll ass. Put a pin in you. God. Oh, okay, cool. I uh. 
you know, I, I work till 8 o'clock every night, and then I struggle to stay awake. I'm so busy, I can't stay <laughs> awake. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, my gosh, the Steelers are going to be 9 and 8. Now, that's what you say. <laughs> busy season, busy season's coming up. I I can't leave busy, my I I've can't got, leave I've my got, basement in busy I've got, season. I've got I've got busy season and pickleball practice. I can't do this podcast anymore. That was me. Yeah, pickleball practice. You should be ashamed of yourself. I'm not. I'm proud of it. Pickleball practice. Pickles. All right, pickleball your face. Yep. Good your, good pickles. Your see pickle. see your face out there. <laughs> Oh, is that like your? Is that your thing? Is that what you're good, doing? Good pickle practice. I'll see your face out there. Big kisses. Never pickles. <laughs> Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count. Toss it out. Everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd. Get you that second round. Go on and throw it out, talk about anything that makes you get loud. <laughs>